What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Brother Culture. This is the second podcast episode, and today we're going to talk about Brock Hampton. So, I'm here with the crew. Why don't you guys introduce yourself again? What's up? I'm Dave. McCoy. Peyton. Bryce. So, today about Brock Hampton, we're going to start off talking a little bit about their background. They're, they're led by Kevin Abstract. There's about 14 members in the group. They actually met on a Kanye West forum back in 2015, which is kind of cool. Like, Kevin kind of just posted on the forum, like, who wants to make a boy band? And he got some people, and that's how it started. So, I mean, I think that's pretty sweet. They got, there's Saturation Trilogy that, trilogy that all came out this year, Saturation 1, 2, and 3. And they have a new album planned for next year, or this year actually, 2018, called Team Effort. I'm really excited for that one. They had two U.S. tours last year. They got a European one planned for this year in the fall. And we're just going to talk about what we like about them. So, we're going to start off with talking about our favorite album. So, Dave, why don't you start? Um, okay. My favorite album, I'd probably have to say Saturation 2. Um, I love their music overall because they have more, they have a hip-hop alternative R&B is like what they're labeled as, but they fit into so many different genres based off of their like production. I agree. Like when you look at the song Boogie and then Mm -hmm. compare it to, I don't know, Zippy and then you go to Bleach, there's like, at the same time, they still manage to keep like a really cool flow, a really cool, um beat really cool production they managed to keep all of that but still have different types of sounds like boogie like if i was at a concert and boogie was on i would just go ape shit crazy because <laughs> i just know that that song is just it's just such a lit yeah, song dude. but then have you guys ever, have you guys seen that boogie uh the, like the song like when they're in new york city like in yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah times no, square I that. yeah i saw that it's like a cool video like they're going they had an interview or whatever like a morning show interview and they were in they're just like out in the they're, street they're like down in the streets and like oh, there's yes. a camera following them and it's so cool like mm-hmm. that's a really good but anyways keep going heck yeah um i was going i mean they, in their songs they talk about them being the best boy band since one direction but personally i would go as far as saying even nsync they're better than nsync and that says a lot considering NSYNC had Justin Timberlake. Mm-hmm. And I just, overall, you would think that having, you know, thir- how many members do they have? 14. 14. 14, 14 yeah. members. So you would think that, like, that's an excessive amount of people for a, a boy band, especially, like, when these other ones. That mm. But there's also only, like, I think, like, seven of them are vocals or yeah, seven or eight. And the yeah. rest of them are just, like, the background people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, it's crazy to see how this group formed together, just like you said off that forum and how there's so many, we've watched so many interviews on them and how they each have so many, each individual like characteristics that when they all bring it to the table as a group, they can just really make some amazing things. What do you have to say, McCoy? Um, so I, I love all their albums, especially the Saturation uh, trilogy, but I would say their newest album, Saturation 3, is my favorite because it has my favorite song, Zipper. Um, <laughs> I, I listen to that song on repeat all the time. Um, but piggybacking off with uh, off of what David said, um, they have all these members, but um, they can always find a way to incorporate everyone into the songs so they all have their own parts um, and just bring all their uh, talent together to form the uh, these great songs and overall albums. Uh, I really I really uh, enjoy that, and um, I really like the cinema. I love mm-hmm. I love the cinema uh, cinema one two and three. I love that in saturation three. Um, Overall, love the album, Zipper Forever. This <laughs> dude. Uh, if I had to say my favorite album, I'd probably go with Saturation Three, like McCoy. 
Uh, my favorite song off of that is probably Bleach. I just love the production what and how everybody like comes it. in together. You probably like the Warriors too, don't you? Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, like with that, I I really like Amir Van's uh, his verse in there. I just think he brings like an impactful <laughs> an impact. <laughs> I think he brings an impactful uh, like verse into it, and he's just it's just like it's deep. Um, I'm gonna have to pull that card and say Saturation Three is my favorite album. Um, but damn, <laughs> my favorite song. I feel like it's kind of underrated and overlooked. Is Alaska for sure? I really like that one. Uh, it starts off Amir has a first verse, and then Kevin comes in. Amir comes off with like a really high beat, upbeat um verse, and then you have Kevin come in, who's just he's just kind of laid back more person of the group um he's just kind of he's the leader but at the same time he's he's a follower but in his verse um he just it goes from upbeat kevin or uh, upbeat amir to downbeat kevin um the transitions in that song the different verses from all the people I just, it's a well put together song and a well put together album by a well put together group. <laughs> okay, and then. <laughs> so, uh, for my favorite album, I, sh- I found them through Saturation 3, and I was starting to think that that was possibly my favorite one of them, but actually, as soon as I started listening to more of their things, though, I think I realized that Saturation 2 was my favorite. I'm a really big fan of that one. I like a lot of the songs on that, especially probably my favorite ones are. Either Jello, Junkie, or Tokyo, probably one of those three. But as I listen to them more and more, I think I'm discovering that Saturation 1 is my favorite, actually. So my favorite song off of that one is Milk. That one's like mm. a, a that one's got really like deep lyrical meaning to it, in my opinion. So I really like that one. But if you're going for like a more like upbeat, like you want to like jam out song, Gold. Yeah. Yes. That song is yes. that song yeah. is very very good as well. So. We're gonna talk about next. I think our favorite member in the group. So, Dave, you wanna start off with that? Yes, <laughs> I would like to do that. <laughs> All right. Actually, no. Hold on. I'm gonna pass. McCoy, you go. Um, I love I love Matt Champion, but also Bareface. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after that interview. Especially after the the Nardward interview. Uh, I love just because uh, Bareface. Um, he's he's just an outcast. I kind of feel in the group. And I really I like it. I like how he's weird, but also he has a certain style to him that I really enjoy. Um, and then Matt, I don't know <laughs> something about being one of the white guys in there. Okay, card. My favorite uh, is Amir Van. I just love like his character and how he handles himself. I think uh, he really brings his own style to all the songs, and he just like. He just embraces himself a lot. Uh, in the Narvard interview, like we were talking about, he's just he's just outgoing, and uh, like when they show the uh, the picture of uh, who was that again? Kiko. Yeah, Kiko. When they show the, when they show <laughs> yeah. the picture of Kiko, he's holding it up and he's like, uh, "Is this your king?" And I just I just found that funny, and uh, I think uh, he's just a cool dude. Dave, honestly, after the interviews and stuff that we watched today. I would have to say Bareface is mine, too. I mean, he's just, like, he has his own persona, and he just is, like, an individual, and I feel like he almost might have joined the group, um, 
because he might have, you know, fought someone. <laughs> you know, like kind of gives off that school shooter vibe, honestly. Oh, What's oh, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I no offense to Bearface, I love Bearface, but like just took a turn for the worst. Kind of give off that, be like in that narwhal vein, kind of just standing there, like you might, you might have threatened one of the members in that part. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I figured. He straight up, he didn't even, like, DM anyone else like some of the other members did, you know, to get on. I feel like he just found one of them and just started, like, <laughs> yeah. he was just like, put me in your group. <laughs> <laughs> just forced his way in. Yeah. But I love him, dude. I'd have to say that. Or Amir. I mean, it, both ways. I love Saturation 3 cover art, too, from Amir, though. <laughs> yeah, so. I love that. My uh, favorite my favorite member, uh, you know, I got, like, three of that are up there right now, so. First, I'll start off with Meryl Wood. I mean, that dude is that dude is hilarious. You gotta follow him on Instagram and stuff. Like in all the interviews I've seen with him, like they, the guy's going around with the mic. He's handing it to each person. He's like saying they're saying their names. Gets to Meryl. He's like he's like, he's like Meryl. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. He's always doing something with his hair and his style, mm-hmm. like his clothing on Instagram and stuff. You can see. And then um, another one would be definitely Amir. I love all his verses and all his songs. He just. I love his mustache too. Mm-hmm, That's yeah. so his mustache is so funny. But <laughs> and then um, I really like Kevin Abstract. So I found Kevin Abstract about like, a year ago or so. Not even through Brockhampton. I actually found him through Alan Kingdom. He's mm-hmm. on a, he's on an Alan Kingdom song or so or two. So that's how I found him. I really enjoy his music, his vibes. So mm-hmm. my favorite is uh, <laughs> Kevin Abstract. Just not even like the music he produces. Just the type of person he is. He's just laid back and easy to relate to, and just the interviews I, I watch him and saw he just he doesn't have a, he doesn't like have a big voice. He just kind of watches everybody around him, and sometimes I feel like that's what I do. But his verses and his lyricism, you actually when you listen to him, uh, rap, rhyme, whatever you want to call it, he. Uh, he just has a deeper meaning to it, and if you really listen to it, it becomes a beautiful song. All right, so I would have to say that my favorite song all time by them, I mean, it's really hard to pick one song because they are so diverse, but I think my favorite song is Bleach, mm-hmm. and I think there's so many people that could agree with me, but one of the reasons I say that is because uh, in one of the lines, it actually, it's pretty much in the main chorus. He's like, I wonder who's to blame, learning from your mistakes and making change. Mm-hmm. And I think right there is just a prime example of, you know, their creativity and their um, just basically being overall well-rounded and being able to create uh, different albums that have, you know, deeper meaning. But at the same time, still being able to um, create this chill vibe and also have other songs that are more upbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So on that song specifically, on Bleach, Kevin Abstract's verse at the very end is one of my favorite Brockhampton verses of all time. I really enjoy that. He's talking about losing his passport and basically just staring off in the sky and stuff, losing it. I really like that. I, probably my favorite song would honestly have to be Gold from Saturation 1 or Milk, as I mm-hmm. said before. Mm-hmm. But Gold on Saturation 1, like... They're just talking about having, like, gold chains basically around their neck, and, like, they're stunning, and it's just, it's just so upbeat, like, it makes me want to jam out, and then if I had to go, like, a more serious song, definitely Milk. It's just so deep. Yeah, listen to the lyrics on that song. Definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Dave on Bleach. Uh, something that really stood out to me was when Amir Van comes in, and he says, uh, 
I found false hope in all kind of places, hotel rooms and temporary feelings. I just I just thought that was like very like it hit me and I was just like, Wow, like he's really talking about something and uh it was it was I just like the song, I like the vibe it gives me. I can just listen to it whenever, no matter what mood I'm in and it's just it's just a great song. I think that everybody came together well and uh, they kind of all float off of each other and just put the song together really well. Uh, my my first song, again, is Alaska. Amir Van, Matt Champion, Joba, and... Uh, Joba. Joba. <laughs> Kevin Abstractor on the song. Um, and my my personal favorite line in this song is the first, uh, first few lines by Amir Van. It goes, I used to work for people. I made a couple hundred dollars. Wasn't worth it even. I'm worth a hundred thousand, not dollars, but diamonds. I'm mud out the bayou. So, I mean, that just kind of tells you his come up, how um, how he's mud out the bayou, but he's worth a hundred thousand diamonds. His personality to me is, <laughs> is uh, one of the best in the groups. Um, and he is explaining himself through that verse, and then Kevin comes on next to tell tell kind of about him. I don't know. This this is my favorite song to listen to. Kind of going off of what Bryce just said about how people come up from uh, kind of small and humble beginnings into something great. Uh, going back to my favorite song, Zipper. Um, if you go into the first verse by Joe, it says, I'm rolling down the hill in a suit through the mud, throw my dress shoes in, the, in a fire with the wood, sit back and relax with the fumes of everything I hate in the world. It's just how he comes up from some like un, uh, some bad beginnings, and he's coming up and he's making, uh, making a name for himself, and he's able to uh, overcome things and then be at the top where he wants to be. Uh, and I feel like that really applies to all of their all of the guys because um, they all they all kind of started out in small towns. They all met up and then um, just through their ability and talent, they came up and now they're at the top of where they want to be. I, one thing I'd like to go back to is Trey pointed out earlier their clothing and their Instagram. And I think uh, who runs their Instagram again? Oh shoot, it was. Uh... Oh, okay. They said him in an interview. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember who. Was it we, Kevin's uh, boyfriend? No, that, that no, was a different dude. No, not Jay. the guy before him. It was, I think his name was Alex, maybe? Something like that. Some, Alex, Adam, something like yeah. that. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> doesn't matter. I think he does a great job of running their Instagram, but also portraying their style at the same time. Yeah, I, I really enjoy their Instagram as well. Like, every single person in Brock Cantum's group has, you know, a particular style that they have. Um, it could be from wearing ginormous, oversized, uh, orange <laughs> Yeah, zip up hoodies yeah. to looking like yeah to looking like animated cartoon characters because they have so many Meryl. different colors in their outfits. Yeah, so at the same but at like the same the time, man. they'll be constantly rocking like Supreme hats. Mm -hmm. You know, they got they got their style, mm -hmm. but they also have a really cool twist to I don't know being a, a hype beast. Mm -hmm. You know, they take the things that we all can relate to and the things that we like, but add their own. You know. I don't know, sauce, you could say, and splash it on top of that, and they just really create something. You, juice. Like yes, the juice. Not, juice, not, juice, yeah. not the sauce. Yeah. I think they have, uh, I mean, especially when they perform in the orange jumpsuits, like the, the prison outfits. Yeah, I think that's sometimes pretty, they paint that's, their faces blue. That's no. their own style. Like no one, no one else can really claim that except for them, how they, they perform in orange jumpsuits. It's just another way of saying we're here, this is what we do. This is what we're trying to produce. Here's our music. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, I really like. You see uh, on their Instagram, their Instagram stories, they always post like videos from their concert, and mm-hmm. I, those always look so lit. And also on their YouTube, you can see uh, they post like little like vlog kind of things. Like they're usually like ten to fifteen minutes long of pe- them interviewing people before their concert while they're waiting in line, then little snippets from the concert. And mm-hmm. I really like. I don't know if anyone else here has watched those, but they like interview all these people in the line, and they you know they just ask the typical question of like, how do you discover Brockhampton? Favorite song? Why? And also their their new uh, tour that they're on right now that they're, they're just now wrapping up is called the Love Your Parents Tour. Mm-hmm. So you see a lot of people there like with their parents, which I think is really cool. So like that's one thing to elaborate on is they kind of like they talk about like actual serious issues. They're not like they're like other rappers talking about like drugs and sex and all that kind of stuff. Like they listen like they're rapping about something with actual meaning. Like you can share that like with your parents. Like mm-hmm. th- this is something that you could like if your parents like aren't like into that kind of music like. They can actually listen to that music when you're in the car with them or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of has some meaning to it, other than, like, you know, those mumble rappers. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yes. Uh, Don't even get me freaking started <laughs> on mumble rappers. <laughs> it seems like every single day now, an artist is releasing another single with some crazy good beat, not gonna lie. Like, it seems like all these mumble rappers have these phenomenal producers that seem to carry, th- carry them through these songs. But they have, you know, the chorus repeated 40 times. I mean, you could just look at Gucci Gang as a prime example. Yeah. It's like, how did that get to the top 50 billboard? The way, the way Carnage is carrying him right now with I Shine. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, he just, Carnage just released a song with uh, Mac Miller and Maintayo. Mm-hmm. That's really good. But the point is that I was going to make about these mumble rappers is that they have so many listens on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So they're top, constantly in the top 50 billboards. Bleach is number one is the number one Brockhampton song on Spotify and it has ten million and two hundred thousand listens. That's it. Like mm-hmm. you would think that a group with so much creativity and mm-hmm. stuff would have more of a fan base and constantly streaming their music. But it's just I think it's it's too bad that, you know, singles like like I love Post Malone, but like at the same time he'll drop a pretty generic mm-hmm. you know, nothing nothing with that much creativity. I mean, don't get me wrong great flow still jammed all of his music but when you compare it to like a song that's as in-depth and as well produced and created as like Brock Hampton's music and then you compare like how many you know streams their music gets mm-hmm. it just kind of mm-hmm. bothers me yeah and I think I think Brock Hampton is honestly going to take off here in 2018 especially with mm-hmm. they dropped the saturation trilogy more and more people are finding them like our like us ourselves mm-hmm. and as soon as they drop team effort which is going to yeah. be the next album I think Team Effort is definitely going to take them to the next level of mm-hmm. like uh, main sh- like main quote unquote mainstream music for mm-hmm. sure, in my opinion. So I think uh, with this with this generation coming up, mumble rap's definitely taken off, and uh, I mean it's just kind of repetitive. I like I mean I'll listen to it, but I like to listen to like lyric stuff and just listen to the meaning and find hidden messages and stuff in it, and <laughs> it's just. I think that uh, people are just kind of going with what's mainstream, and they don't really branch off into like their own stuff. They just kind of go with what's popular and what everybody else is listening to. Mm-hmm. And, and then another thing to elaborate on the mainstream is I literally just looked at Brockhampton's Instagram story, and they were doing so many festivals this summer, mm-hmm. like an, an ungodly amount of festivals. Like we definitely need to go see them somewhere. My opinion, but yeah, that'd be a, such an amazing concert. It would be. I feel like they're they're at the point right now where if they did come to a concert, 
the people that it would attract is people that all genuinely like their music mm -hmm. and actually know them for their music versus mm -hmm. just like being at a festival and you know just the artist just happens to be there and you just you know you kind of know their music but like the crowd and like the people that, that like Brockhampton's music also I feel like share the same characteristics of their group mm -hmm. because I feel like the, what kind of music you listen to says a lot about you yeah. so going to a Brockhampton concert I couldn't even imagine that type of environment. Oh, uh, like I know from Reddit, Brockhampton is a very, very popular group on Reddit. Mm -hmm. Like on the hip on the hip hop head subreddit, like they are very, very popular. And I feel like it's like a it's kind of like the Reddit boy band, you know. Everyone on like a lot of people on Reddit listen to Brockhampton, really enjoy them. So I think that's definitely gonna bring them up in a little bit of popularity when they're sitting at the top of the hot post on hip-hop heads. Mm -hmm. And one thing about uh, just the environment that they'd have at their uh, concert, I think that's from, since they have so many people in their uh, band, that they would just, like you have guys like Bareface, who are seem to kind of be like off by themselves and have this completely different style. Then you have guys like um, uh, Amir, who are outgoing and completely drawing this different crowd. So um, I think in a way that uh, the people who make up their um, band can also bring listeners from different types of music together into this one kind of... I feel like they're kind of making their own genre, um, and they can bring uh, members from all these different other genres that they like into one and make a really... Uh, or uh, create a really big following for themselves uh, in the near future after they drop their new album, like uh, we've said. Mm -hmm. I think... Uh... Like, crowds at concerts and stuff. Like, I know personally, me and Trey went to the Tyler, the Creator concert. Yeah, and was it awesome. was just, it was just awesome seeing all the people who were like, they're just so moved by Tyler and like, with the things they were wearing and how they were acting. It was just cool to see like, that different crowd that you don't really see and like, pop, like, they're not very popular, I guess, some would say. And it was just cool to see like, everybody just kind of interacting and like, everybody was just like, embracing each other. And it was just really cool to see. I don't know about embracing each other <laughs> on a different level. Like the Tyler Crater kind of, that was a straight mosh pit. True, like, true. You look up those Tyler, like if you typed in Tyler Crater live on YouTube and watch some of his live concerts, like the straight mosh pits. Yeah, those aren't, that wasn't just like one or two concerts where he had a good crowd. That's, that's every Tyler Crater concert. Like I went, like when me and Payne went, that was crazy. Especially Taco was the only oh, yeah, That was insane. But anyways, anyone else want to talk about anything else Brockhampton? Um, Looks like Dave has something for us. <laughs> yes. Possibly. I just wanted to say that I've been listening to Brock Hampton for a little while now, and I know our group has really introduced me to the music a lot, but I think one of the big things that really like showed the music to me, and I was like, I need to give this a listen, was actually when I saw Jaden Smith tweeting pictures of like the fact that he was listening, like he was posting pictures of singles that he was listening yes. to of their music. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that, like I had heard about them, I knew about them, I listened to them. But at the same time, I was like, if Jaden Smith is posting singles of this, I was like, I feel like I should really dive into their music because I really respect, you know, the creative genius of Jaden Smith. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let's see, let's see yes. what we have here. And then what did I find? <laughs> yeah, exactly. a creative genius. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, shout out to Jaden Smith. Make sure to check out the other YouTube episode, I Am Music, episode three, about Jaden Smith, mm -hmm. featuring all of us. So, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to check back in next week for the next episode. 
Make sure to subscribe, rate, check us out on YouTube, Trevon Alford, Instagram, Trevon Alford. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys. See ya. See ya. See ya. Money in the bank.